Welcome to the in-law suite. I'm Crystal. And I'm Nicole. And we are your favorite in-laws. This is the podcast for women who do it all. So grab some coffee or some wine and close the door behind you. Because you're in the in-law suite. So let's go. Hello and welcome back to the in-law suite. On today's episode, we are talking about mental health. It is May Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are so excited to dive into this conversation. So let's get into it. All right. So I'm I'm gonna yeah, she's... start off <laughs> while I have my stuff pulled up here. Okay. So I know that we um we're talking just about mental health in general, but I have some information about mental health in the black community that okay. I thought was very interesting that I would like to share okay so it says black people that live below poverty are twice as likely to report serious psychological distress than those that are over the poverty level and adult black adults are more likely to have feelings of sadness hopelessness and worthlessness than white adults and um, black black people are less likely than white people to die from suicide but black teenagers are more likely to attempt suicide than white teenagers oh wow so with that general I have a few more things I'm going to share throughout but I wanted to start with that and say and ask you because I thought it was very interesting because there's a lot of I guess like stereotypes that black people don't really talk about mental health or don't take mental health seriously yeah but saying that they're more likely to have these feelings that are clearly like sounds sounding like depression or things like that and reporting serious distress I thought that was interesting that we're as a community we tend to under report that yeah but when they look at the statistics then our prevalence is higher yeah that is odd yeah um because of the fact that I I do feel like in the black being in the black community you know I'm black Mm -hmm. but I feel like mental health is not something that we talk about or share a lot in, in our families yeah like we just have to always be strong and move on or get over it you know mm-hmm. um not to say that's in every com- every black community or every family household or whatnot but i know that that is something that i never really saw growing up is like let's talk about are you okay or what happened yeah. or something bad happened or even when somebody dies like talking about people's feeling and how how is that impacting you mm-hmm. you know we don't really talk about that type of stuff, you know, it's yeah. hard for people and it's, it's hard for like people older than us because they, I think they even have it even worse because they really don't talk about it. And, and they were in a period or I guess growing up in a period where you were more so like the segregation and there's a lot of other stuff going on as well, which that stuff wasn't even talked about, you know? Yeah. So, um, so Yeah. I think it, I, I agree with you. I feel like at, 
I don't even know how old I was when I heard about mental health, like mm-hmm. just the term mental health. Yeah. Because what you heard was like that boy crazy. Like yeah. if you were to see somebody that today we would recognize clearly this person is having like a mental health crisis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or this person is maybe like schizophrenic or something like clinical is happening. Yeah. We would be like, Oh, that's crazy. Jim. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. we, it, it's kind of like you brush it off even when you can clearly see something. This, right. this is something wrong. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what I was listening to, but it was saying like, if you like burned yourself, right. Mm-hmm. People would take that very seriously. Like they can see that you need help and they would be like, you need to see a doctor. But when it's mental health, they don't have that same, even when it's clear, like I can't get out of bed, I'm crying all day long and I'm having like suicidal thoughts or something. People would be like, girl, you need to shake it off. Stop acting dramatic. Mm -hmm. Get, get up and take a shower and you'll feel better. They don't have the same like sense that it's serious as it is. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. So, okay. So I have a question. When you think about mental health, like when you hear that it's mental health awareness month, what comes to mind? Just like the term mental health, what do you think of? Like what do I identify as mental health? Yeah. Um, I think of a lot of different things, but I guess currently what I'm thinking about is like people just going through stuff and not being able to talk about it. Or maybe people haven't also to people having anxiety, um, about certain situations, um, and not having the help or the resources to be able to talk to people about it. Um, mental health. I mean, I feel like it's a lot of different things. It's the, you know, somebody that's clinically not mentally all the way there, right? The diagnosis, mm-hmm. like I'm not a doctor, I'm not nothing like that. So I can't say this person is, has some mental health issues, but I'm just thinking about like in, in terms of like us as a family, like what I see on a normal day to day to day basis is like anxiety issues or um, people just having, oh, this is a good one. Um, social issues like like not being able to talk to people or having like Uh, mm -hmm. you know just issues with being able to connect with people um so i i see it all in different ways but mainly in terms of the house household is just like not being able to talk to people about stuff having anxiety issues um things in that nature not being able to open up when i think about mental health i think about clinical diagnosis. That's Mm -hmm. like the first thing that I think about is like a mental health professional, something where you're like diagnosed. I Mm -hmm. think about the, cause I guess, cause I'm in HR, I think about the Americans with Disabilities Act and like the list of disabilities that Mm -hmm. includes, you know, like depression and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of similar, like what we think of. Yes. So when I looked it up, I'll tell you what it's what the definition is. It says mental health includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. Oh, wow. It affects how we think, feel and act and helps determine how we handle stress, 
relate to others, and make choices. And this is from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And it's under Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And I thought that was interesting that they tied those two together, substance abuse and mental health. Yeah. But I feel like it stood out to me that the definition includes well-being. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and neither one of us thought about that. Like, it's just a part of your health, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, a you know, being healthy. So, um, and that it affects everything yeah you know your mental health can affect your physical health right yeah Yeah. i can definitely see that but like you say you don't think about it all the time yeah that's something that is and i feel like like when you think about it your definition of it is like external you know like it's like oh other people have this you know you know what is so weird like um like late last year, I started having like, you know, some health issues or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And when talking over with my doctor and it was like, you know, is it something that could be something that you eat or like, how is this, how is this Change. being mm-hmm. like, what caused you to have this issue? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, cause nothing that I eat really caused me to have these, these problems or whatnot. And they said, is it stress induced? And like, after talking to Elwood about it and I was like, I was so stressed out last year mm-hmm. that that has to be the only reason why I was having those issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're going through, you ain't really thinking about, oh, this is induced by stress and looking up online. Like one of the one of the main reasons for having that is it possibly could be from stress. Yeah. Because stress causes a lot of physical mm-hmm. um, issues as well. So, yeah, a lot of people don't think about that but stress is definitely something that can if your mental health can definitely affect your physical health it, it happened to me like late last year early this year so yep. it's crazy I, had, I have a friend that she was the type of person that she had a very very demanding job mm-hmm. she worked a lot mm-hmm. she had a lot going on like with her family that she was very involved with where she was, you know, like a support person for multiple people in her family. Yeah. And she was under like a lot of stress and she was also having like medical, physical medical ailments. And Mm -hmm. she was going from doctor to doctor for, you know, Mm -hmm. specialist to specialist. And I was like, girl, you don't think it's stress that's causing all this. Yeah. Like you're having these migraines, you can't sleep. You don't think it's because you are like bogged down with work and stress and juggling. And she just was like, I just can't imagine like, like she couldn't make the connection. Yeah. But it eventually got to a point where like she was weeding out like every single disease that it could Could be, be. you know, like everything, like she was crossing it off. And eventually at the end, you're just left with like, you got to look it in the mouth, you know? Like Mm -hmm. it's gotta be stress. And I think it's hard to think about that because what it means is that it's not something that's just happening to you. It's something that you have a little bit of control over. Yep. You know, not to say that you control everything that stresses you out, but sometimes you do have some level of control. It just requires you to make tough choices. You're right. You're right. You know, or to make a, 
to to draw boundaries with people that you don't really want to have to draw boundaries girl with. i'm over here like wanting to clap like <laughs> thank you yes amen because that's what i had to do like i had to like me i would say look you know we i cannot focus on that because obviously that is affecting your health so yes. you have to stop thinking about mine was other people like i i mean i yep. was busy as well but i was stressed over other situations that were not mine yeah so i mean eventually they probably would become mine but you know what i'm saying like it's just i had to i had to let it go um and once i let it go like this year is, is a stress-free um, stress-free year hopefully a stress-free um decade not a decade <laughs> life i ain't trying to take on nobody's century girl so um but yeah that really you know resonated with me and i was just like you know i can't be sitting here stressing over other people's stuff because if they not worried about it why the hell am i you know so i had to i had to mentally check myself which i'm glad i did because um that put me in a better space um now so i had i had a similar situation where i was I wouldn't say it was like, it wasn't to the point where I was having like physical sickness, Mm -hmm. but it was to the point where I was having like physical reactions to being stressed. Like Mm -hmm. for me, I have like, I'll get like short of breath or I'll get like super emotional, like, ah, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And it was getting to that point. A breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. To that breaking point. And what I realized, like a big call, a big thing that has helped me which I was talk- talking to somebody else about this recently. And I made a decision for myself one day. And I just said, from this day forward, when somebody calls me, when somebody texts me, before I open it up, before I answer, I'm going to check myself and see if I'm in a mental place to even engage with that person. Yeah. And it's not a reflection on that person. It's not, it's not whether or not I love Anthony at this moment. Yeah. It's just like, if me and Anthony are arguing or something Mm -hmm. and I'm in a place where I'm feeling calm and happy and he's calling me to finish the argument, do I want to break my peace at that moment to argue with him? Or Mm -hmm. am I going to just say, I can call him back in a few minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like text him, can't talk right now. And just do making that small change to take back control of my interactions with people has been really, really helpful. And I don't think it hurts anybody for them mm-hmm. to have to wait 10 minutes to talk to me. Yeah. You know, if yeah. it's an emergency, they will let you know it's an emergency. Exactly. But most of the time it's not an emergency. And mm-hmm. you just have a friend or somebody that's calling to tell you a story and you may not have the capacity to hear that story at that moment. Oh, yeah. You, you checked know, out. You checked out or you're dealing with something yourself. Maybe you're stressed out from work and you're, you know, Mm -hmm. juggling five or six emails. And then here come a friend that you just don't have this capacity to do it, to handle it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just taking that has, has helped me a lot. Like, I don't even feel that same level of like stress on a regular basis just by making that small change. And with just the phone, you know, that's like just, putting yourself first yeah you know so Mm -hmm. like don't let other people and and i'm not i'm sure those other people are not intentionally trying to make you of course all about them but 
just like you said, be in the right headspace because sometimes if you're not in the right headspace to talk to somebody, you might go off the wall on them, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that makes it even worse. Yeah. So yeah, just take time for yourself and know like I'm not in the mood and I'm sure they have done that to you too. Okay. I'm sure as, <laughs> as they should. Yeah. As they should. I'm not, right... not going to feel no type of way about nope, it. No, I definitely not. Because most of the stuff we talking about ain't nothing. Yeah, I'm just calling to talk about TV shows or something. It, it could wait. Girl, you know? I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Okay. Has there ever been a time in your life where you feel like you were experiencing poor mental health? Um. Oh, wow. You begin deep with these questions. I mean, you don't have to go into detail or anything like that, but it's just just making me think. And I, well, I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah. You go first. I'll go first. (laughs) I feel like there's a couple times that I can think of. Okay. I feel like I, I feel like when my son died, Mm -hmm. of course I was having grief, Mm -hmm. but I feel like when, I, I don't feel like that was necessarily poor mental health. I feel like that was normal mm-hmm. grief. But when I had Kristen, I feel like I had postpartum depression or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until after the fact. Yeah. And I remember one of my aunts that's a nurse and she works in gynecology sending me like a test and saying like take this it's I can't remember the name of the test but it's some test for post for depression I guess Mm -hmm. and she was like your score is really high this is something that you should think about and I remember in the moment being like I feel fine like I don't I'm not depressed I'm just mad yeah or I'm just tired or like in the moment I felt quote unquote normal, normal. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until after where I was like, girl, something was wrong with you. You know, how, how, how later after like probably like, like two or three months after I wasn't feeling that way anymore. Yeah. And I remember when we were leaving the hospital after my son died, right? Mm -hmm. The nurse was telling my husband, you have to, watch out for postpartum depression because she's not going to know that it's happening. And I didn't think anything of it that time. And this is like two years later. Yeah. And I, it just came to me and I was like, I didn't know, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's like people outside maybe can tell, but I couldn't really tell. Tell. Yeah. I feel like that was probably the worst part. And then I feel like there have been times where my job has caused me to feel a level of stress so severe mm-hmm. that it bled over into every area. Yep. And I couldn't pull myself out of that feeling. Like that anxiety that I was feeling or that stress that I was feeling during work. Mm-hmm it lasted well, like through the weekend, like it didn't matter if I wasn't actually physically working at the time. I still had that 
same feeling. Yeah. And then, you know, every time it rains. <laughs> any weather, any bad weather. Any type of weather. If it's not 100% blue skies, I'm like, girl, we all going to die. <laughs> Let there not be a thunderstorm or tornado watch. Girl, anything. it could be a tornado in Texas. And I'm like, I ain't leaving the house today. <laughs> <laughs> I said Texas. Yeah, that means it's on its way. It's on its way. It's, it's on its be way. Here in two hours. Um, you see that wow. cloud right there? Look at that cloud over there. <laughs> Lord, you are hilarious. Um, I want to say ditto to everything that you said, and now like, like with the postpartum, I, I was the exact same way, and I just thought that you know, this is because I feel like. Your, my mom was probably going through the same thing and she never got the help that she got. Right. Mm-hmm. So of course, when it came to us, that's just normal for what we, you know, right. just, you just got to deal with it. Um, and yeah, so it, I, I 1000% agree with you. My, my postpartum probably wasn't at your level, but it was tiredness exhausted I feel like I couldn't like the first time I could not let her go like I always had to see her like I just had like anxiety issues and all that stuff and I don't feel like my husband was as supportive as he should be should have been um when it came to that like mm-hmm. just saying it's it's not that big of a deal you know like the normal stuff that the emotionless right. behind it you know but my second one, I don't feel like I had it. I felt like I was just like more relaxed about it at that point. Yeah. Um, but I definitely agree with you about the job situation. Um, I, I had a super stressful job where I just thought about it nine, I would say nine days out the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's how stressed out she was, y'all. <laughs> y'all, it was so stressful. And so... Yeah, that and that definitely trans transformed over to our personal life. Just be not just being happy, just always being grumpy, talking about work, being a just just not being happy. So that was great to get out that situation. But speaking of like you said, other people had to notice. It's like now that I'm talking to you about it, like I never knew in that moment that you were mm-hmm. going through postpartum, but now I saw it. You know what I'm saying? Not now, but maybe like. I know we had conversations about this before yeah, anyway, yeah. but yeah, I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, I did notice that that was, yeah, you was going through it. And like, why didn't I notice that as you yeah. were going through it? You know, this is weird. And I think it's really hard, it. you know, when you have a baby, especially the first time, because there's so many changes happening already mm-hmm. that it's hard to pick that out of yeah. one of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's hard to say, cause you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well. You, your body is hurting, your yeah. body is changed. Like there's so many things happening that how can you say, oh, I'm not feeling like myself. Of course you're not feeling like yourself. You know, yeah. like the, you don't expect to be feeling like yourself, but you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a different level of like not feeling like yourself. So. Yeah, no, I agree. So is there anything that you do like any techniques that you do that when you're feeling like your mental health is declining even if it's not on a 
massive scale, like postpartum, which extends for months or whatever. If it's just like, you know, for me, the weather changing, <laughs> are there any like things that techniques. you do <laughs> to cope with that or to try um, to improve your mental well being? I try to like, if I'm fearful of something, right. Mm-hmm. I try to face it. Um, because I don't like the feeling of being scared of stuff. And I don't know if this is because it affects me in, in a way that I don't want to do things because I'm, I'm scared of a, of something might come about. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to, f- one thing is I try to face my fears. Like I try, I do slowly like, okay, I'm trying to think of an example in terms of fear. Uh, okay. So y'all know I have like this phobia of toilets, right? Like you and the, you and the, yeah, you and the weather, me in the bathrooms, right? <laughs> It's so weird, but I try my hardest to like take baby steps and like, I'm okay with my bathroom, right? My bathroom. Cool. Even like family bathrooms. I'm cool. Right. It's only a temporary situation, but hotels, I have to like slowly inspect it and, and like, look at the toilet. I'm like, okay, it looks all right. And clean it. Normally in a situation, I'm like, oh, well, you need to inspect the bathroom. Make sure it looks good before I go in there and just be like, I feel gross, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, um, so I've, I've slowly, but surely, like when we went out, I went in there, I cleaned it up. I said, yeah, I got this. That, 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 that affects me. Like, I don't understand how that even came about. Like what happened where I was just having this phobia of bathrooms. I don't understand it, but it's just something that happens and it really like impacts you. It impacts me. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah. So is there anything that you do if you're forced to be in a bathroom that's disgusting? Like there is no way around it. I have to talk to it. myself. Okay. So that's, I, yeah, okay. I was like, Nicole, just look <laughs> at it. It's going to be fine. And I just like, I look at it and say, okay. <sighs> All right. And I just have to talk to myself and have a good breather. <laughs> So, so you coach yourself through I definitely it. coach myself through it. Yeah. Because that's good. that is that's that's like one of my phobias. Or like I hate heights. Like I always feel like if I'm like looking down and it's too high up, I I feel like my body is pushing me forward. <laughs> it's so I think we scary. talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this Girl. in the getting to know you Nicole episode. Okay. Cause yeah. I remember you said I feel like you go walk. Girl, off I edge. feel like my body is walking towards <laughs> and I'm about to die. So I just be having like to a way for me to get over that is just don't be up high. I haven't got over <laughs> that one yet. <laughs> I like roller coasters and stuff. I don't mind that stuff, but That's like bizarre. But I don't like that to is stand bizarre. with no protection up somewhere high. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I can't do that. Who am I to judge your phobia? Girl. I know I got weird phobias and stuff. No, I, I don't think either of those are weird. I think the bathroom's pretty weird. But, um, but yeah. But any other, like, re- stressful situations, I, like, the whole health thing, I had to, like, Nicole, like, you cannot be stressed over. I had a good support system, like, Elle would help me as well. He said, Nicole, you know where that was from, and, you know, talking to him about it, like, talking with somebody about my issues. Yeah. That was really, really helpful, so, not feeling alone was helpful. So, I have, um, for me, when mine, (laughs) mine happens probably on a weekly basis. (laughs) With the rain. With the, every time it rains. No, I'm okay with rain. It's, like wind and wind yeah tornadoes Mm -hmm. really it really is tornadoes 
So it's anything that alludes to the potential of a tornado. Of a tornado, yeah. Um, but for me, one thing that I know helps is if my family is all home, mm-hmm. which I don't know why. Because you ain't got to concerned. It's, it's, I, they, we have to all be home. Yeah. That helps me. I do not have a problem going into the closet. I will quickly go into the closet mm-hmm. and I feel like being in that closed, confined space. And I try to do like in a space where there's not a lot happening, you know? Yeah. And then I try to do, I can't remember where I saw this, but they're like, find, like focus on your five senses, like the things that are real. Like, can you see it? Can you hear it? Can you taste it? Like, is it something that you can experience with your five senses? And I just focus on that. So it's like, instead of me saying like, okay, it's a tornado happening outside. Like that's what, that's what I'll be thinking. There's Mm -hmm. a tornado about to rip the house off of me. (laughs) And I'll be like, okay, but what do you hear? And it's like, I hear my walk, my watch ticking or I hear, you know, my phone vibrating. Okay. So clearly if it was a tornado happening, you would hear (laughs) the roof being ripped off at this moment, right? Yeah. So you could calm yourself, you know, so that's what helps me is like, just focusing on real the real things that are happening because to me not to say that this is not a a real fear like but the the fear the feeling that I have is like it's an immediate threat like as if I'm physically inside of the tornado which thank god has never happened to me yeah but the way that I'm feeling is like it's happening. So yeah. I try to focus on what actually is happening. And it's like, you're sitting on the floor in the closet is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like so don't think on me. the harsh stuff that's, that's yeah. about to happen or like is going to happen. Catastrophic thinking. Yeah. Think but I do that all the right time. Now. I remember very vividly as a kid in elementary school, being at the playground and seeing a little boy on the jungle gym, Uh And being like, he's going to break his neck and seeing it happening in my mind. Uh, Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So I've had those thoughts like ever since I was a kid that like the worst possible thing that could happen happen. is about to happen. And I have to try to like talk myself through it. And sometimes if that doesn't work, I just tell myself it's going to happen. Like the tornado was coming. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you just face this your fears. It. This is yeah. what it is. This, this is, is it. I just right, accept it's about it. to go down. And then accepting it. That's what yeah. it is. Accepting it. Yeah. Just accept it. It's like I know it's no I know it's no rain outside. The sky is blue, but the tornado, tornado is, here. is coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's here. Ten minutes. Okay. Well, do you have anything? That was my, all my questions. Do you Two have questions. anything else that you want to add? Because I have one more thing before we close out. But okay. if you, do you have any questions or anything before? No, I actually do not have any questions at all. Um, I just think it's very, very cool to talk to someone about if you're having any mm-hmm. issues or just even as, as starting with like a friend or a sister or your loved one or whatever. Just talk about how you're feeling and it can yeah. start from there. So you can be able to acknowledge, OK, maybe I am having something. Maybe I do need mm-hmm. To take time somebody and focus on something. Trust. Somebody you trust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think those are start like 
I feel like it's always good to start a conversation because um, that helps, whether it's with yourself too. Yep, like, agreed. Um, your conversation with yourself ain't nobody judging you, you know? Only you and your own yourself, you know? Because some people might be scared. They might judge me. If they judge you, they ain't your friend. Yeah, that's true. Um, because your friend is going to love you and yep. want the best for you, and that is for you to be healthy. Exactly. Mentally and physically healthy. Yep. So, um, but yeah, but no. Um, yeah, okay. that's all my two cents. All right. So I have one thing to wrap this up. Not one thing. It's like six things, but I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. So this is back to my statistics again. So I think we want to acknowledge these things. So it says that less than 2% of American psychological association members are black or African-American which are, which would be like your psychologist or psychiatrist. Um, and some may worry that mental health care practitioners are not culturally competent enough to treat their specific issues. So I think that goes to, you know, trying to find someone to talk to. And Mm -hmm. if you're looking for professional help, wanting to find someone that you feel like can relate to you Mm -hmm. and the number of black professionals, is very small. So, but if you need help, don't let that deter you from seeking Getting it out. Help. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said that stigma and judgment, we talked about this a little bit, prevent black people from seeking treatment for their mental illnesses. Research indicates that black and African Americans believe that mild depression or anxiety would be considered quote crazy in their social circles. And many believe that discussions about mental illness are not appropriate even among family. So whoever you have out there that you can talk to, don't try to do it by yourself. You know, like there are professionals for a reason. It is something very serious that you want to, um, just like you wouldn't self-medicate at home for a physical disease you wouldn't try to fix a broken leg by yourself you're going to go to the doctor you should do the same thing so yeah um there's your state will have a department of behavioral health that you can go to for resources mm-hmm. you can look call your insurance and ask them about the mental health resources that are available to you and your job human resources would be able to tell you if there's any resources available to you Some companies have an employee assistance program that would provide free mental health therapy sessions. That's pretty cool. So if you are worried about cost, that is a a solution. That's Mm -hmm. a a option to at least explore therapy. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, the suicide and crisis hotline is 988 if you're having any sort of thoughts about harming yourself or you're feeling that you're in a state of crisis. Yeah. Please call the number. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, regardless of like the cult, whatever your culture is and how your family would feel about it or how your friends would feel about it and what they would say or think or do, you have to put all that aside and really take care of yourself mm-hmm. and seek help if you need it. And, I think Nicole and I have both shared that there have been times where we've needed help 
So there's no shame in that. You know, nope, we all, all, every, every person, if you've lived in America, <laughs> if you've you lived on help. this planet, yeah, you have experienced some, something that could bring you, you know, to the point where you're just not feeling like yourself. So, yep. And it could be like, I know a lot of people had issues when, um, COVID happened. A and, lot and, of people and seeing how many people died from COVID, mm -hmm. um, being locked in and not going nowhere. Some people are still affected by it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Even if you don't have anything personally going on, but things that are going on in the world can definitely affect people too, you know? Yeah. So, but I think we also too live in a, in a, in a age where we're talking more about it. So mm -hmm. people are able to, I mean, it's on the TV, it's on, um, you know, on podcasts. It's, 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 it's starting to be a more of a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Versus, you know, and then if more people talk about it, more people won't be afraid or, um, don't feel like they're being judged on whatever they are talking about. So mm -hmm. keep these conversations open and definitely if you need to talk to someone, you know, definitely do so. Um, don't hold back because holding stuff in is, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good for your mental or your physical. That's right. So, but yeah. And we love you. We want you to be well. Mm -hmm. We want you to take care of yourself and to live a prosperous and healthy life. Mm -hmm. So forget everything else and make that your number one priority. Cause yep. like, like we said at the beginning, your mental health affects everything else. Mm -hmm. how you interact with people, how you physically feel like it has a trickle down effect. So it definitely does. This is a great month to take a self assessment and see where you are mentally. And if you need to make a change or you need to look for some resources, this is a great time to do it. I think there'll be a lot of information floating around out there this month. Yep. And also to side note, we should also like take time to do like self care. And that could be yeah. like pampering yourself. That helps with like, you know, just taking time Feeling to yeah. take care of yourself, but also to give you time to think, you know, like if you have, you're busy at work, you all got all these distractions, take a social media break. Like there's so many yeah. things that you can do to like, you know, better yourself. Um, that Read doesn't even cost money. So yeah. Um, but I hope this month, since it is also Mother's Day, that I'll be pampered with a pedicure and a manicure. <laughs> is that what you want? <laughs> that is my self-care for this month. And hopefully it's going to be free. So I'm very excited about that. My mom was telling me about a pedicure she got the other day and I was extremely jealous. So that's a good, that's a good Mother's Day gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I already know that's coming. I have a feeling. I have a really good feeling. I'm, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, so to do stuff like that, that even if you did a, a pedicure at home by yourself, tell everybody to get the heck up out the house, you know, mm -hmm. tell them to go somewhere and you can do it yourself. You and can that, sit on the edge of the tub and do it even if you don't have girl, a bucket or anything. A nice know? bubble bath is good, too. I, took, I that. took a bath for the first time since we've been in this house, which was 2018. Hold on. After, after the 10K. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I had to move. I had to clear out toys because... <laughs> <laughs> my kids it was a storage tub. area my kids use that tub for baths and oh place. okay yeah they, yeah they take baths in their bathroom and then sometimes they're like coming oh yeah yours? that's what they do here you know too. ours is like deep and bigger mm -hmm. 
And I was like, this is, this is fine. Girl. Is, I could do this again. <laughs> we took, I took one Friday night. It was, it felt so good. No, it wasn't sad. It was Saturday night. Girl. Mm. That water yeah. was nice and warm. It came up to like my neck. I was That's feeling my great. my only thing is that I feel like I wanted the water to be hotter. Like, Why? I feel like the shower water is hotter, hotter than the tub water. It is. I think they have like a uh, a cap on the on the heat in the in the in the um, tubs. I think that's what I think it's with those tubs, like the 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 big, the big jet ones. One. Yeah, I think those only can get up to a certain amount mm. because I want to say the tub upstairs and the girls' tub that can get hot. Yeah, I feel the same way. So well, maybe I don't it's know because it doesn't get water run through there a lot. The girls take baths on there a lot. So I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think that the new builders are making it that way. Like it's maybe it's like a hazard or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't like something it. Is up, they need yeah. to stop it. I was, cause I like it. Hot. I, I put that thing all the way to the max when I get in the shower. <laughs> Me too. Ours is always on the max and it <laughs> never gets steaming hot. And I'm just be like, I don't even attempt to put the cool water at all in there. Yeah, um, well, mine gets steaming. Sometimes I have to dial it back a little bit and let my body adjust, but I girl. like it to be hot. Yeah. And I know you're supposed to, like, do the cold rinse at the end. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. Nah, I don't know what that is. I did it one time, and I felt like I was being killed. So just, who, who suggested that? It's supposed to be good for your pores or Girl, I'm all right. Something. I'm already. We old. I ain't got time for that. The pores is You're supposed what to it do is. it when... You ever been to, the like, the hair salon when they wash your hair and you know they, like, oh, yeah. finish it off with the cold rinse at the end? Yeah, that's to keep um, the conditioner in your hair or something like that. It's the same thing for the, for the I skin. I don't need that. I got lotion after. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put no cold... What do I look like with cold uh, water just... Pour? No. That does not sound relaxing at all. Oh my God. But, um, but yeah, but no, I think we had a good conversation today. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, stay tuned to our social media. We got some good things coming and yeah, so we'll see you guys in what? Two weeks. That's right. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. That's it. That's the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us in the in-law suite. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The In-Law Suite. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and rate us on Spotify. Email us your thoughts, questions, and stories at theinlawsuite at gmail.com or send us a voice message through Anchor. See you next week in the suite.